Good morning, friends, and welcome to Hamburg Lore, the show where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. And today we're joined by our good, good pal, Natalie Flores. Natalie, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good now that I'm here with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Natalie, something that we do like to ask everybody at the start of the show, um, what is your favorite fast food item? Oh, God. Um, probably the Kentucky, uh, the famous bowl, but I order it without gravy because oh. I'm picky and that's what I do. I'm not a gravy person in general. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like I don't, gravy. <laughs> fast food gravy especially. Like, I'm not like, no, no, I, no, no. Yeah. I don't understand that, but I I accept it. <laughs> you respect it. Thank but you. But shout out, shout out to the Famous Bowl, though. That shit's real good. I love it. The Famous Bowl gets a lot of shit because it's like, it, it's just like table scraps, like, yeah, conglomerated like, <laughs> into a bowl. And it's just, but it's like, that's good. Like, it shouldn't work, but it does. It's literally just fucking KFC by way of Taco Bell. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's the Yum Brands experience, man. It's, it's just, hey, what if we just put everything we had into a yeah. bowl and you ate it because you want garbage? <laughs> Garbage. It's what everybody like. Everybody like makes a fucking cheeky thing like that after Thanksgiving of just like, ooh, I combined yeah. all the Thanksgiving foods into one thing, right. but suddenly KFC does it. They're <laughs> an abomination, right? <laughs> Facts. Nate, you are such an intellectual. Like both of you, just intellectuals. Yes, I. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I love the bowl, so that is probably my favorite fast food item. <laughs> It's real good. It's real good. Well, uh, speaking of bowls filled with gravy. Um, today <laughs> we are talking about the Quaker Oats mascot. Uh, <laughs> we need to start warning our guests that the the like the transition will have nothing to do with the yeah. actual thing. Because <laughs> like Natalie's gonna be there, like, is oatmeal gravy? I don't. <laughs> it, it's still less confusing than um, when I first popped in here. I was mentioned the mascots that we will mm -hmm. be talking about today, and Cam described the Quaker Oats mascot as a himbo so <laughs> yeah. i looked up there's only one quaker oats mascot yes um but i was like a himbo like there's a very specific image right. i conceptualize when i think himbo so i was looking for a very buff version of the quaker oats mascot <laughs> and i was so all? confused i was like okay i'm just gonna wait until like we get into a call and i can ask them hey y'all like where's the himbo that you're talking about <laughs> it's a philosophical himbo <laughs> i expected meaty pecs i expected yeah. like buff arms on this yeah, man i'm i i apologize for letting you down no it is it is totally okay <laughs> <laughs> so i called him the quaker himbo but that was before i knew anything about him um, but the the quaker oats mascot quaker oats i didn't realize this was actually the like first trademark ever for a breakfast cereal back in like 1877 jesus Christ. which is fucking old um, see, like i'm I have one brain cell so when i see dates like 1877 i'm like is that even real 
Like, yeah, that's, back time, in, that's back yeah. in Bloodborne times. I don't know what that does is. Does time even exist outside of my immediate understanding? And it's yeah. like, it sounds like I'm exaggerating or like being just like doing a bit, but I legit right. like my brain adjusts for one moment and I'm like, 1877? History existed back then? Nothing before 1900 <laughs> happened, in yes. my opinion. Yeah. Just nothing at all happened. I bet people in 1877 were like, nothing before the 1800s happened. Right, totally. <laughs> Uh, so the funny thing about it is that it's called quaker oats Uh, they went with a quaker name quote as a symbol of good quality and honest value um after the after the founder just read about quakers in an encyclopedia so the dude literally was like "Eh, these people seem nice and then just named his entire fucking company and product after them like it could have literally (laughs) been anything else Oh my god. Yeah, here's here's my Scientology brand flake. Right, like, what the right. fuck? Because I think Tom Cruise is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so in most full body visuals of the, the Quaker Oats man, um, he's holding up a scroll that just says the word pure in all capital letters. <laughs> which like seems pretty fucked up now. Um but like looking back to those times. Uh. It made a lot of sense because food contamination was a real fucking problem. Uh, oh. And so they were just like, oh, hey, well, like, you know, this is like, this is, this is, this is good for you. Like, we're not going to give you fucking cholera. E. coli. Is Word. that something you can get from oatmeal? I don't fucking know. It's incredible how language changes with culture and like right. the meanings that we impart on it. Because my first thought was like, oh, Quaker's pretending to be a soft boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pure. The Quaker cat boy. Oh my God. (laughs) My nose. Ulu Quaker oats. Um, Quaker Quaker. Oh God. Would you like Quaker oats? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Bananas on the top. (laughs) Fuck up. (laughs) So there was a uh, like a persistent rumor that he was modeled after William Penn, who is like the founder of Pennsylvania. Um, and the okay. company denies it now. But like the resemblance is fucking uncanny. Um, if you like look up a picture of William Penn, it's just like, oh, that's the Quaker Oats dude. Um, the company denies it. But like the advertising in like 1909 straight up identified him as William Penn. Like, <laughs> so they're clearly fucking lying to just like cover their ass. They do look pretty similar now that I'm they do. At yeah. Them. Though I guess like didn't didn't most men wear those wigs back then? I was just going to say, like, he looks like him, but like every old white, white man, man back in right. that time, like yeah. even that, more than now, looks exactly how the same. I, that's how I think of every dude in the 1900s looking like. Exactly. Yeah, like 100%. a weird, like, scarf tie frock yeah. scenario and like a some manner of wavy, floppy hat yeah. and like, and like, like schnauzer ear hair on the exactly. either side of him or whatever. Yeah. Like, Quaker Oats was woke and they were like, yeah, we can get away with this. Like, <laughs> there's no way you can trace it back to a single white man. Like, yes. look at this. Yes. Look at the variety of them we've got. It's come on. So, um, like up to this point, like I didn't, I, I didn't really know anything about like what the fuck a Quaker is. Like I had always heard about them. Like, it's just like, they are a religious group in the old United States. Um, so I did a little bit of research um, and Quakers uh, seem like mostly pretty rad. Like, I kind of understand why he was just like, yeah, I'll name my fucking company after him. Uh, they were like early, like one of the first like big groups to like support abolition in the United States, which hell, hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
Um, they viewed the their like big religious ideal was that every single person had the light of Christ within them, um, which meant that they also were. Nate, you are laughing. Go ahead and get your joke out. <laughs> I just, I just like, like Quaker Oats, put the light of Christ in you. Put <laughs> God in you. Um, I mean, he is holding up a sign that says pure. That's so true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, but since they like, since they had that belief that like, you know, everybody was. We're all God's chillins. Yes. God, essentially. <laughs> Um, that meant that they were also like one of the first groups in that time to like view both women and men as like spiritual and like human equals, which was pretty cool. Mm. Um, they so were wild. They were like uh, pretty pacifist. Like they were not like a wild, like super zealot, like religious group that would like attack people. They were just like, we're peaceful. We just kind of do our own thing. Um, bad thing. Uh, they, they, they were like an advocate for Native American rights, which is good, but they were an advocate for Native American rights in that they uh, demanded that they assimilate into Western society, which is not good. That Canada shit, that bad, bad Canada shit. Yeah, so, like, obviously not all great. There's always a racial caveat. Totally, totally. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. Yeah, yeah with motherfuckers that dress like this, yeah. there's like, gonna be something. They were called the Quiet Revolutionaries. Okay. They, uh, they, I, I think, like, Quaker is, like, a term that was just kind of like a nickname that was given to them, but uh, they call themselves like the Religious Society of Friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, fucking Ross out here with his fucking giant hat. Uh, <laughs> so back to the actual brand. The design for uh, the Quaker Oats guy was like pretty consistently that from like 1900 to 2012. Um, okay. Where they like changed in 2012. So in 2012, they like slimmed him down a little bit. Um, they quote <laughs> took off five pounds to reflect a more active lifestyle. Uh, um, Quaker <laughs> fucking fat phobic bullshit. <laughs> fucking my Quaker himbo is thick. <laughs> thick as the oats. That's right. Thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. It's right there. Yikes. Also, what is five pounds like what does it matter and like the only thing that you can like really tell it on is his face because pretty much everything from 2012 on isn't like a full body shot it's like chest up like it's not like they're being like yeah he turned into a himbo and he went to the gym yeah. and works out every day while only eating quaker oats yeah for lunch <laughs> breakfast dinner brunch midnight snack everything yeah <laughs> He, he loves this soggy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I, like I was never like my family was never an oatmeal family. And so Same. like I always I always view like oatmeal as like some grandma shit, sure. yeah. some like some like Cracker Barrel shit, some fucking like. And so it's just so funny. The branding is this old man. <laughs> yeah. Oatmeal for me is the breakfast I have when I run out of everything else for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna make these plants wet and put milk in them or whatever <laughs> right yeah it's like all right i guess i'll just cut up a banana in here shit um, i think i've maybe had like a small spoonful of oatmeal in my entire life because i'm yeah. i'm this really weird picky person that like I, I i'll stick with what i really like like my famous bowls every time i go to kfc that's the famous bowl without <laughs> gravy. famous for a reason um, but if i know that i won't like something i won't eat it like i haven't tried like I, I think i've maybe tried three or four things on the mcdonald's menu and i'm 24 
<laughs> you know what you want i want the yeah. fucking mcnuggies give them dude <laughs> what else is there shit so uh so in addition to you know like trimming him down a little bit uh they trimmed his hair a little bit to where it was like less like flowing long locks and more just kind of like a what you would expect it to be now like a lot shorter a little bit more cowards um and they also made his skin a little bit more radiant um to which they said quote was from regular oatmeal masks <laughs> skincare this is something oh, that the company okay. definitely said um i'm not making that up and i'm not that is, bullshitting that is you. definitely a thing in skincare yeah, yeah. Um, it is yeah so I, I just like that they pointed that out <laughs> yeah <laughs> they found like a lore tie-in for yeah his yeah skin. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like looking at an old like illustration of him or whatever, and I was like, the the Quaker Oats guy has turf bangs, but it's no, it's just like the shit on yeah, his head. Yeah. I was just like, why the fuck does Quaker Oats man have turf bangs? <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was basically like the most recent iteration of the Quaker Oat guy. Um, that's you know where we've kind of gotten up to today. They haven't really changed it too much. Um, something i did think was very interesting so this is a direct quote from the wikipedia article that i would like to read here um members of the religious society of friends have occasionally expressed frustration at being confused with the quaker oats representation can't imagine why uh, in recent years uh, the friends have twice protested the quaker name being used for advertising campaigns seen as promoting violence um so they're like still big on the pacifism thing um, in 1990, some Quakers started a letter-writing campaign after a Quaker Oats advertisement depicted Popeye the Sailor Man as a Quaker man who used violence against aliens, sharks, and Bluto, uh, <laughs> which is just the, the greatest sentence I've ever fight. read. The aliens, I'm going to have to fight, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gar Garrus is fighting Popeye. Garrus needs my protection from Quaker Oats himbo. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, later that decade, more letters were sparked by Power Rangers toys being included in Captain Crunch cereal, um, which whatever. Oh, yeah, because Captain Crunch is a Quaker brand. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, As we'll learn next episode. So I just I just really wanted to include that because I just wanted to point out that uh, Quaker Man was fighting aliens, sharks and Bluto. I'm hoping at the same time because I would <laughs> yeah. really like to see that. Uh, and then one last thing that I would like to leave you with here. Um, so. How old is this dude? Mm. He looked like he was about 30 in 1877, making him about roughly 173 years old as of uh, last month, December 2020. Those fucking oatmeal masks, dude. Is he a vampire? Yeah. Is he a time lord? So what is he? In 1987, Wilford Brimley was the first celebrity ever to work with Quaker. What did he know? <laughs> Ooh. okay i don't know but when you did say that he lost weight and now he's only shown from the shoulders up mm -hmm. i think that more than five pounds was taken off of him i think he is only the bust yeah i think he is only the bust of the quaker himbo like a futurama head in a jar thing exactly okay. exactly sustained in a in a jar of oatmeal <laughs> i think he could handle what was the what were the factions he was fighting aliens sharks and what was the other bluto thing? who is like the villain from popeye basically okay. yeah just like basically pete from fucking kingdom hearts <laughs> yeah pete from kingdom okay. hearts essentially i think pete from kingdom hearts Jesus, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> cloud from kingdom hearts yeah. you know? <laughs> anyway i think he lost a battle against the aliens because okay. 
I thought ahead and I told my man Garris, like, <laughs> man, he he coming for you. Like, yeah. you better be prepared. <laughs> so my man prepared and. What I'm thinking happened is that he lost that battle in the end because why the fuck would you win against a Turian? And so they got him and then they brought him to, I'm not sure what Mass Effect alien faction laboratory, but Mm -hmm. one of them. And what we have now is a clone. Yeah. by aliens fucking hanar oats <laughs> <laughs> i just they're, they're just peaceful and they just work on the they just work on the citadel and shit they're cool they're like maybe it's the alcor and it's like Al yes quaker. oh my god he would be an alcor let's be real like the quaker oats dude would be an alcor T- like a turian <laughs> on the on the cover like garris holding a scroll that just says pure is really <laughs> funny to me <laughs> And you know what? It fits him more than this man. Yeah. yeah. So much more. His little weird mouth, like, yeah, eat, eat, eat oatmeal. Fucking. <laughs> 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 oh I my God. love that. So, yeah, that's that's what I've learned about uh, whatever the fuck is going on here with the Quaker Oats dude. Um, not like a ton of interesting information. Oh, I did skip over something that is maybe the greatest thing I've ever read, and I don't know why I skipped it over. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, in 2012, whenever they like remade him in that new image, they also gave him a name. It's not a traditional Quaker name by any means. He, he's not like other Quakers. His name is Larry. Larry? Larry. Okay, Larry the Quaker guy. Yeah. Um, that's his, that's not a good name. It's not. <laughs> like, like what, if you're going to spend that much time like clearly that marketing team was like very hesitant to change anything at all with that brand image, like spending that much time. And they're like, fuck it. I don't know, Larry, this motherfucker's name is Lawrence. He loves oats <laughs> and he 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 lost five pounds. He fucking does skincare. Lawrence. Hey, Lawrence ain't going to fit on the box. Can you shorten it down a little bit? L- OK, Larry. Sure, Larry. Larry Oatsberg is his name. <laughs> and he fucking. He loves this wet wheat. Yeah. He loves it. <laughs> I do not understand oatmeal on its face, and I do not understand the face of oatmeal, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things that kind of raises more questions than gives us answers, honestly. Yeah. He's just this, like, phantom stranger, and I really enjoy I really enjoy mascots that are just like, he likes this. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, yeah. that's, all, that's, that's all, all they give the, us. That's yeah. all the mascot is, is just a man that enjoys the food. It makes the show way easier, honestly. <laughs> I did not know any of this information before today, so thank you for sharing it. And I, I think it's truly cursed that his name is Larry. I think yeah, I fucking hate it. Thing of everything. Yeah. It's the most supernaturally disturbing part of this yeah. story is that his name is Lawrence. Like it's this clash between the classical and modernity. And, and Yes. Yeah. I hate it. So we get Natalie on here for that literary analysis <laughs> shit that she's so good at. This has the same vibe as the ghost in paranormal activity being named Toby. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just the same shit. Like, come on, you could have done better, you know? <laughs> all right, well, uh, that's all I've got for the Quaker Oat Man. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll come right back after a quick break, and we'll uh, see what fresh hell Nate has uncovered for us. All right, we are back. Uh, Nate, 
uh, hit hit it. A lot of Cam's reports lately have been like, oh, well, he's kind of goofy, huh? Like, yeah, and then we yeah. talk about, like, why he might be goofy. But, like, I am like a like like a Jeff Goldblum in a movie scientist taking off their glasses. Like, you don't know how far this goes <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, and so today um, I'm not going to say what their name is because I'm going to ask you guys if you know it later. But uh, here, here goes my report. Oftentimes, what we fear most is the unknown. Most cosmic horror stories thrive on Lovecraftian examples of inscrutable beings. In the film Annihilation, the characters speak of an antagonistic alien saying, I don't know what it wants or if it wants. <laughs> this fear of the unknown is only surpassed by that of a sinister answer. And you guessed it. Today, I'm going to be talking about the honeycomb mascot. <laughs> uh, what, what is your what is what is y'all's experience on the honeycomb cereal and brand in general? That shit's good. OK, you enjoy <laughs> it's it real good. What cereal does a picky person eat? Oh, God. Um, at least this picky person, <laughs> this picky person eats Rice Krispies frosted. Okay, Frost. Ooh, yeah. okay. That shit's good. Yeah. Okay. A classy. We, we've, we've talked before about how, like, Cam and I are both, like, we did, like, the poor person thing of just putting sugar on it and just being like, it's fine. Yeah. Uh. And even though, <laughs> even though, like, frosted Rice Krispies are an option, like, now, I would still probably get the normal ones and, like, dump, like, a fucking third of a Me cup too. of sugar yeah, on it. Yeah, like, I'm frosting them myself. <laughs> I'll handle this myself. The, uh, the snack. <laughs> that's me with my um. That's actually me with my Tostitos bags. So like I'll. I know that now. Like I went to the supermarket last week and I saw that there's an option that's lightly salted now. Yeah. I was like, fuck that shit. I just like got the normal original Tostitos bag and then. And I've been doing this for years, but like I open the bag and then I just go to where we have our salt and I just like pour it in. And Fuck my yeah. parents are always every single time they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm adding flavor. <laughs> I'm making it good. Dude, you get that chili lime salt or oh, whatever yeah, the hell you put it good. on that shit. Oh, my God, Fuck. dude. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I totally get it. Honeycomb, I'm not. I, I think I had it a lot when I was a kid, but now like when I imagine the taste, it, it's just like packing peanuts. Is this what this cereal is to me? I mean. That's, yeah, they're just like honey flavored <laughs> packing peanuts. Right. Enough of the actual product. We're going to talk about the, the mascot. God. Do you know what it's called? Oh, um. Satan? No. <laughs> it always gave me like Taz vibes. Yes. Yes. Which. Its name. Yeah. Is Crazy Craving. Oh. Ah, yeah. And unlike the Annihilation Alien, not only do we know that this being wants, we know what it wants. Not only that, Crazy Craving is want. Oh, shit. In 1995, the largely flavorless cereal called Honeycomb introduced a new mascot to the world in the form of Crazy Craving. <laughs> a fuzzball with a snout and limbs, CeCe appeared in ads wherein they would inspire a hunger for Honeycomb in preteens. Standard mid-90s advertising. Uh, what's not standard here is the effect that the Crazy Craving has on these kids. It appears that Crazy Craving, devil-like, whispers into the souls of these children and inspires a hunger where there was none before. One such example is a movie theater filled entirely with hip 90s kids that soon becomes inconsolable with the desire for honeycomb. Cece bounces from child to child and whips them into a frenzy until a fever pitch chorus of utterances of the catchphrase, me want honeycomb, inspires the youths to exit the establishment. So... 
What I'm saying is mm -hmm. that like, it's not like I'm hungry. I want something. And he's like, why not a bowl of tasty honeycomb cereal? The bees are our friends or whatever. He goes to people that aren't hungry. They're they're busy doing other shit. And he's just like, you want it. <laughs> and then so, and then they do. And so then they have to leave whatever they're doing to go and get this cereal. Fucked up. It's funny because like I, I looked it up and I did see in the like Google suggestions like what is the Honeycomb's like cereal, the mascot name? And I do remember mm -hmm. like I had forgotten that it said Crazy Craving until you mentioned it. But I'm looking at Google Images right now and like on the third line of images there's... I guess it's an advertisement on YouTube that like involves him snatching purses and the title is Post Honeycomb Purse Snatcher. So I was like, oh, his name is Purse Snatcher. <laughs> it was not <laughs> the honeycomb wig snatcher. <laughs> yeah, no, uh like he isn't like a thief like a lot of like like the cookie crisp guy or whatever. He's not well, I'll I'll, I'll get into it because there's a lot of more <laughs> shit here. Yeah. Um, the serial soothsayer's power is derived from the uh, identity of crazy craving itself, being that of the anthropomorphization of hunger itself. This is the actual description of CC from uh, post serial themselves. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Scholars remain divided on whether CC existed before 95 and post merely discovered it, harnessing it via capture or incantation to inspire an undying <laughs> hunger that only 90s kids will remember. <laughs> or maybe we don't remember. The aspect of crazy craving that raises the most questions is that while it has an unsettling effect on people, crazy craving themselves is never actually seen by the ones he's affecting. The victims of this mass hysteria are cursed not only with a hunger for the frankly terrible cereal, <laughs> but also that they will never know who or what made them want it in the first place. So what I mean by that is... He goes to the kids and whispers in them. They don't, nobody interacts with Crazy Craving. What the fuck? In most of the commercials, he just shows up and is like, they they like literally explicitly don't seem to see him. Like it's an adults don't understand kind of situation, but also the kids don't see him at all. So it's it's waste. It's like, why do I see him then? Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just makes me think like, is that what happens every time that I got a new hyperfixation? There's just like <laughs> a version of crazy craving on my shoulder. You will fall in love with this video game and only talk about it. ADHD turns out is just a uh, demon possession. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been like, we could go back in time and somebody will say that about yeah, us. you're not wrong. Because <laughs> uh, yet another disturbing aspect of Crazy Craving is that it is one of the only mascots that ends the lives of its targets. Oh? However, CC doesn't kill them, per se. After arriving in the home or eating area of Honeycomb customers, Crazy Craving will transform the children into copies of itself, oftentimes, spreading its influence even more. No matter if the children's consciousness has been replaced by the never-ending hunger, or if they've been manipulated to surrender to the desire for desire alone, their parents will never see them again. They now belong to the satiation-seeking specter's dance macabre forevermore. So these kids are, like, they now become, like, denizens of the hunger beast what that the will fuck? forevermore inspire... Who created this? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like I'm said, like I said earlier, maybe it existed already and and post just uh like harnessed it. Uh, what does post know? Post consciousness. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the post serial brand knows, but uh. These commercials ended in the early 2000s um, as the like radical 90s style of marketing became passe. However, it would be foolish to assume that in our modern era of capitalist consumerism that the avatar for hunger is dead or even dormant, especially since it can reproduce by transmogrifying children to spread its influence. As the targets of crazy craving are unaware of their influence, who's to say that the spherical, insatiable imp isn't whispering in your own ear this very moment? inspiring a deep need that exists only for the sake of itself. Of course, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, but what consumption is more morally unethical to oneself than the consumption of tasteless puffed wheat disasters from the post-cereal company? Me want honeycomb. That is all the known lore on Crazy Craving, the mm. honeycomb mascot. And so what I've discovered is that when you think hard enough about these things, it becomes incredibly unsettling to imagine a world where this thing is real yeah. right you mm -hmm. think like wait okay so this thing can't be seen or perceived and it transforms children incontrovertibly into copies of itself to then spread the honeycomb like desire throughout the country nay the world like i don't straight up like if i didn't know this was about honeycomb i would watch this horror movie yeah if i just said blood instead of honeycomb yeah. then like this this is a movie like that sounds <laughs> fucking rad for me i'm thinking like crazy craving is a god yeah yeah because he can't be seen can't be perceived but he compels people to do things in his name yeah like i like the, the, this hades dlc is wild <laughs> <laughs> also he's so iconic because he he truly still lives on like right now the one image that i have been looking at this entire time is this edit of him on junk rat overwatch <laughs> <laughs> and it fits so well holy, holy shit so yeah Oh my god, I'm looking at that picture right now and that's yes. fucking incredible. Junkrat Overwatch is absolutely just like Bakugo mixed with Crazy Craving. Like that's all that, that he is as a person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do we think he's cute in an unconventional way? Crazy Craving. What that tongue do though? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Damn, he's the avatar for hunger and he got feet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i think he's cute in like a really ugly way like like yeah, when i first yeah. saw him my very first thought was just oh that's me when i get up in the morning huh? <laughs> gpoi yeah. i don't know and he's tiny and he's he's just wacky he looks like he's <laughs> wacky all the time and I don't know he's he's kind of cute in like a very disturbing ugly way there's a like a big like physical mascot version where like his mouth doesn't move or whatever and it's just like a dude in a suit looking thing. Oh ew. But the early 90s 3D effect is just like it's it's terrifying yeah. to look at. Cam, what do you think? Do you think he's cute? I mean, so I'm like looking at pictures of him and like I I get what you're saying. Like yeah. it it definitely looks like something that if i was watching like 
a cartoon. This is pre-redesigned Sonic for the movie, by the way. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if I was watching like a cartoon growing up or something like this would absolutely be something that a character would be like, oh, can we keep him? He's so cute. Like, I, I understand that kind of appearance. But like if I saw that in real life, I would have to resist yeah. every urge in my body to not just punt it as far as I could. I think it's the eyes. They're yeah. Just so big and so just out of socket they're too much it is uh neither here nor there but after crazy craving the honeycomb mascot for at least a little while i don't know if it still is is bernard the bee boy and not as in like a break dancer but uh he is a boy raised by bees right um so he's a feral child that has been reintroduced into society and uh he has bee um uh sensibilities about him and like it's fucked up that they would like <laughs> exploit this this child that needs to be like reincorporated into society but you know it's fine bernard Capitalism. the b-boy has the same hair as the honeycomb fucking thing mm -hmm. is it him is it one of the children that he turned into mid-transformation Okay, maybe maybe this kid's uh, constitution was he he like really succeeded at a constitution saving throw when he was like being turned into this beast and he stopped part way and so now he's Bernard the bee boy. Maybe his consciousness is in that child, and then that child later grew up to be a combined version of their original self and crazy craving. It is uncanny how much this kid looks like that fucking rat. Oh my god, yes! Whoa! He got out. Or did someone get in? Ooh, okay. Ooh. Is is this sort of like uh, the Matrix movies where mm. uh, like Agent Smith comes to the real world through someone else? Like, is this is this the only version of him that we can see? And again, why can we see him? Is the scariest shit to me about Crazy Craving. Maybe if we if we took a more empathetic route, maybe he was tired of never being seen. Mm. And okay. he just wanted to be perceived like he just wanted to live in a society. Yeah. And like the rest of us, he wanted to be perceived for his real self, but he couldn't achieve that. And the next best thing, obviously, is to possess the body of a child and then live through them. And that's and that's why he's Bernard the B-boy, because he just wanted to be. Mm. Like, he just <laughs> wanted he wanted like and then so this oh, the choice really was good. to be to be e e or not to be yeah. just one yeah. e so this is <laughs> what hamlet was actually about they spitting <laughs> shakespeare predicted this yeah yeah <laughs> fucking i wrote shakespeare that was me <laughs> so yeah no that's that's as much as i want to talk about this being with canonically only six teeth mm. four of them on the bottom <laughs> uh, thanks yep that good made. night everyone thank you so much um all right well uh natalie thanks for being here for whatever the fuck of this was uh, thank you for having me on this cursed journey um i think between quaker oats himbo and honeycombs crazy cravings mm -hmm. um Crazy cravings, my dude. Yeah, no, I respect it. We should we should have at the end of every one of the episodes of this of just like which is the more dateable one if yeah, it's like not yeah. problematic to ask that, right? <laughs> like like which is the which is the more Yeah. The, the what's the fuckability factor on both of these? <laughs> one of them one of them is a very, very pure man. 
that you it like he tells you that's like his opening line he would be the m in the fmk then I, I will revise my choice to the quaker otimbo with the skincare yeah. routine yeah he takes care of himself if it's I about that. fuckability if yeah. it's about like i'm willing to adopt it sure. crazy cravings sure. and i like his lore He's so mysterious. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> it's it's always funny when it, whenever Cam does his report, I kind of think about like how would I write it, and I would absolutely say that he is William Penn. <laughs> like he has sustained. He's this is William Penn, and the reason that they're denying it is because he doesn't want to blow his cover being an immortal <laughs> fucking oat god. <laughs> uh, Natalie, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter. At- Hardimicia, that's heart I M E C I A, and I didn't mess that up for one. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> I love the energy here. Well, uh, those of you listening, if you have made it this far, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support our silly shows for fucking whatever reason, uh, subscribing on whatever <laughs> platform you're on or leaving us a rating would really help us out as well. If you liked whatever the hell this ended up being, you can check out the rest of the stuff we do at Some Good Shows on Twitter or somegoodshows.biz. You might just like those too. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Man, And you can find me on Twitter at, at @victoryposition. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. And remember, everybody asks, where's the beef? But not, how's the beef?